everyone, Ryan Young, Kamba Jiu Jitsu. Hope you're doing well. Let's do a video today on continuing our series of how to get better faster because we all wanna get better faster, right? Well, faster than historically speaking, but not so fast that you don't know what you need to know. I'll give you an example. There are a lot of people who get their black belts in five, six, seven years. The thing is though, they get their black belts because they've won competitions. But competition is a very narrow scope of what you do in jiu-jitsu or what the art is about because with the art there's a lot of self-defense aspects going on there's a lot of um, mentality that goes with being safe in a bad situation and not in a bad comp competition setting right uh, we had a, a guy who dropped in who is very versed in competition his concept of base was different from what we do in self-defense he he kept his elbows in and stuff which is a good thing but it wasn't in a way as if to protect him from a hit. It was just so that you don't grab his collar or anything like that. So it's good that he knew what he knows, but you still have to learn the self-defense aspect as well. So I'll give an example with regard to that. When you earn your, your blue belt here at Kama Jiu-Jitsu, you know self-defense as well as groundwork. We call the groundwork the latter. When you're a blue belt, then you go over the self-defense more and you go over the ladder more. Except now you learn details that you didn't learn while you're a white belt. You know, when you're a white belt, it's all about making sure you do the right hand positions, the right escapes, the right hip movements, all that. But in blue belt, then we start to teach you the feel aspects. Purple belt, you continue the same things. You learn a few more concepts here, just like you learn a few more in blue. But in, as a purple belt, you need to know, you need to get to knowing the blue belt Aspects you learn during blue belt, but know it at a purple belt level. And the stuff you learn in white belt, the fundamental things, you need to know it at a deeper level, purple belt level. And same thing when you get to brown. So every step of the way, you're learning a little bit more. But the bulk of your concept learning is done during white belt. A lot of the subsequent stuff has to do with getting better and better and better, right? Getting, getting to the point where it gets to be automatic. Not only automatic, it gets to be instinctive. One of the ways to get to that point is what we're gonna talk about today. And that has to do with the mentality of being comfortable being the worst person on the mat. What does that mean? You know, a lot of people say, well, I wanna to go to this school because they have all these world champion black belts there. So they know they're gonna be the worst one there. But like I'd said in some other videos, it doesn't necessarily make you better by being in a, in a, in a dojo academy or on a mat with people that are all better than you because it's not always the case where people who are better than you lift you up. They may just smash on you, in which case you're not gonna get any better. What you have to do is you have to mentally put yourself below people who may not be as good as you, right? So let's say you're a brown belt in the studio and like, like Zach, for instance, right? Uh, when Zach's here on the mat, he's the best guy in the class. What he always has to do is in addition to training with people and, and working on stuff, you know, he has to let them have positions. So when I train people, I let people have mount on me. I let them sink the choke in. I let them take my back with the choke and all that. I have to make, make it so that I'm at a disadvantage to them. So I'm making myself worse, worse off than they are. Another thing is that, you know, just fact, just last week, he was training with a, a pretty, one of our tougher white belts, but he put one hand away and he trained with him one-handed eventually caught him and, you know, because his defense was so good that this other guy, this other student couldn't get him 
And Zach eventually armbars him using one arm. But it's because Zach put himself in that position. So now the next time he, he does that, I told him to now, instead of putting your left hand away, put your right hand away because he's right-handed. So put his strong hand away and continue training. Try to find that place where he's worse off than his opponent and still try to dig down deep and do all the concepts you've learned, you know, the whole connection, breaking connection, the invisible stuff, and still submit him. Now, if he does beat him left-handed, then puts two hands away and goes with no hand. Because why? He's trying to make himself worse than his opponent and then figure out a way to still conquer his opponent. Hickson used to do that all the time. I still remember the time when it was just he and I in class that day. And I, don't, I, don't, I guess it was early on in his academy when he had very few students. I'd say maybe he had 25, 30 students. And the bulk of them went during the day. So when he first started the evening classes, you know, I started going through the evening classes as well. And there were times when it was just he and I and we'd be training. And what he would do is he'd try his best to make me better than him. Now, of course, you know, I, I learned the hard way that it doesn't happen, but you know, I wasn't gonna, I, I, it wasn't gonna stop me from trying. So he, put, I remember once he put his left hand away. He, I don't know, he caught me with something. Put his right hand away, caught me with something again. Put two hands away caught me with something and then what he did was like the fourth time we we're training he tells me you tell me how I need to submit you so I thought with no hands he goes yeah with no hands I said okay so you know I'm thinking okay so if if he has no hands he can't choke me except with a triangle which I think he had done already by then so I told him okay no hands you only can get me left arm arm bar straight arm bar Right, so he says, hmm, okay. So we rolled about maybe three minutes later, he had maneuvered me in such a way where he, put, he, he somehow, I still don't know how he did it, he locked my arm in between his shoulder and his neck and he had it angled a certain way I couldn't get my arm out and ended up arm barring me with no hands. It was because he did stuff like that with everybody that he constantly got better even though there was nobody better than him to train with. So he was comfortable making himself worse, or at least what he thought to be worse than every opponent that he went up against. So if you can do that, if you can get into that mindset of always making yourself have to overcome something, if you're better than the guy that you're training with, you need to, you need to create a situation that you can overcome rather than just go and beat his ass. Because that doesn't make you better, it doesn't make him better, at least if you're putting one hand away, he has at least a chance and he can move a little more, he can get a little further than he would have had you had two hands. That starts with being comfortable being not as good, I mean, being comfortable with losing and putting yourself in a situation to lose. Because what'll happen is the more times you lose, you then figure it out, uh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have moved my hip that way, maybe I should have moved my hip this way. So I had a private today and this student, um, he, he he, he, get, he gets the Ezekiel a lot. I mean, that's what he gets most people in. And when we were training, I didn't let him get the Ezekiel twice. Finally, I knew, okay, there's no way he's gonna get the Ezekiel if I'm not gonna let him. So I decided to move my hands and he set the Ezekiel up. He went and cinched it in. I turned one way, nope, tapped. I said, do it again. So he did it again. I moved a few degrees over to my right and I tried to get out, nope, tap. So I went through it about six times before I finally figured the way out from his Ezekiel, because everybody does a little bit different, right? So I was able to figure out, you know, shift the angle of his arms, and I was able to get out, and after that, he couldn't get it. On the other hand, one of my other students who's also very good at the Ezekiel, he would do it, and with him, it didn't have anything to do with his arms, it had to do with my angle. So with this student, though, the second one, it, the angle didn't work. 
So I actually had to, you know, no, I had to control his arm. But I had to let myself get in that position, let him pass my guard, let him get mounted on me, let him sink the choke in. And once I let him sink the choke in, I learned something today from somebody who I just gave the blue belt to last month, or was it this month? I'm comfortable with it because I want to get better too. My body's not getting better, but I want my technique to continue getting better. And this is the way you do it. So if you're a blue belt, and blue belts are still in that mindset where they just want to smash, smash, smash everybody. But when you're a blue belt, there's going to be a lot of white belts who aren't as good as you. And when you train them, you beat them. Why? Don't beat them. Instead, let them have something on you. Let them pass your guard. Let them get mounted on you. Let them sink an arm you know, in your arm. Let them, let them loop your arm. Let them take your back. Let them set you up in the bow and arrow. And from there, escape. If you don't escape, tap and do it again. Change something a little bit. Try and get out, that doesn't work, tap, do it again. You change a little bit more, you eventually get out. To summarize it all up, to tie it all up in a neat bow. Be comfortable being the worst person on the mat, number one, and number two, let people have stuff on you. This, among with the other things, that the other videos that we have, and I hope you've been watching them, these concepts that I'm going over with you are things that most black belts will not go over with you. So go ahead and do it, and I guarantee you will get better. Now. If you like what we're doing here at Kama Jiu Jitsu on our YouTube channel helping you out, and if it's been of value to you, maybe you might want to help the channel out. Right? We've got links below. You can go ahead and click on those. any of those things you click on. If you make a purchase, it doesn't cost you anymore, but Kama Jiu Jitsu ends up getting a little bit for the channel. If you subscribe to our Patreon channel, that is where we get the bulk of our earnings to run this channel for you. And as a result, the Patreon members get the bulk of the good stuff. Everything you get here on YouTube, you get on Patreon, plus you get a lot of the technical stuff that Master Dave does on there as well, stuff that we learn here in the studios. Anyway, if that, if that works for you and you, know, you wanna get a little bit of value and additional value, then go to the Patreon channel. If you wanna help us out with a purchase of something you might already buy, then go ahead and do that on our channel as well in the notes below. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Take care, happy training, bye-bye now.